Today on Locked On Mavs, the Mavericks beat the Pistons. We got a win! Woo! <laughs> we'll talk about the Lakers, talk about the standings, all that coming up right now. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. But Do you see this man? Uh, I'm Jimmy Butler. No, no, no. This is not. No, no. This is not okay. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, piston-powered person, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I'm just glad that we beat a team we're supposed to beat. It's, uh, it's that feeling. It's good to have that feeling inside. But they made a starting lineup change. We've been talking. We talked about this over the past few days, and especially after Rick Carlisle's comments after practice a few days ago, and then on yesterday's podcast, we speculated on three different options. We said Josh for Brunson, Josh for Reddick or Maxi for Dwight Powell. Uh, <laughs> and that the third option was the option that actually happened. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the standings. We'll talk we uh, are recording this during the Denver Portland game. I have it on over to my uh to to my Let's that way, whichever way is Denver. that for you guys. So, they're tied with 4 minutes to go, but we'll keep you updated on that even though it'll be way after the fact. And then we're going to preview the Lakers uh two game series coming up. Huge games that we've been talking about for a long time, so we're going to preview that in the third segment. But this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join us today sometime on Thursday on the Locker Room app. Just follow me, Nick Van Exit, follow Isaac, Isaac L. Harris, and whenever we go live, you will be notified. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. All right, Isaac Harris. So the Dallas Mavericks get the win, 127 to 117. 10-point win feels about right because it was up and down. The uh, The Pistons had a pretty good hold over the game at the beginning, it felt like. The whole first half, it almost seemed like they had the lead. Got it to a 7-point lead, but it somehow felt like it was 20, right? Like, when it's a bad team, yeah. and they're up by 7 or so, and it just, they just hold on to it. It seems like such a bigger, um, and it seems like such a bigger deficit, but then all of a sudden you realize, oh yeah, this is like two baskets away from being a 1-point game, you know? Or or a basket, and then a three 4-point play away from being a tie game. And then the Mavs, Made a big change. Uh, we talked about the starting lineup change, but during the game, uh, they made a, a change to zone, and that really that really worked for them. And then the Mavericks took the lead after that, and basically held the lead the whole rest of the of halftime, and then ran, ran up to score a little bit at the end. And then uh, the Pistons. This is such a physical team, man. Like like Beef yeah. Stew, aptly named. That that guy is <laughs> is aptly named. Mason Plumlee fouled out in this game. An incredible thing happened in this game. Uh, I saw Bobby Carolla mention this. Uh, Three players fouled out in three consecutive possessions. It was Porzingis, and then it was Mason Plumley, and then it was Willie Colley Stein fouled out in three consecutive possessions. That was pretty wild to see. Uh, but it was a really physical game. A lot of a lot of moving parts happened. Let's start with the the starting lineup, though. Uh, what do we think about the change with Dwight Powell? Carlisle, after the game, mentioned that, that he basically just wanted to do it to give a jolt of energy into the starting lineup, which is what you do with Dwight Powell. You bring him in, and this is a game that you can kind of play Dwight Powell and get away with it a little bit. And then he said, going forward, the lineup's going to be fluid. What did you think about the actual lineup, and then what do you think about that comment, that it's going to be fluid? 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like it changed everything in the world. He only played 11 minutes. So I think some people who might not have watched the game could sit there and say, all right, Dwight starting means he played 35 minutes tonight. That wasn't the case. He played 11 minutes. So 11 minutes and 26 seconds to be exact. That's so that's, everything? That doesn't, that doesn't that, change the whole world? <laughs> well, if, unless it's Josh Green. But when Dwight is in there, he does give this team, like there is this energy factor. Now, they, I, I think they did still lose the first quarter, and you know Jeremy Grant torched them in, in the first quarter, but he had fifteen he, in the first. But you know, it's it's what he it's what Rick said a few days ago. He he was approaching this of saying, "Hey, I, everything's on the table," and we've seen a bunch of smaller changes tonight. Dwight Powell in the starting unit playing eleven minutes. We've seen the zone be you know thrown out there. We've seen Willie Cauley Stein get you know what thirteen minutes tonight. We've seen JJ Reddick get twelve minutes tonight. His I, minutes have kind of been fluid, but I think that JJ the the uh, Willie Cauley Stein thing was because Maxi went out. We should say Maxi went out with an injury. Uh, he only played thirteen minutes in this game. It doesn't look like he's going to be available for the Lakers game after that hard fall. He went and had an X ray and all that. Came back negative for anything you know serious, but it was a pretty hard fall right on his back. I mean this. This Pistons, Rick, Rick like, said it's a substantial front. bruise, so yeah. I would not expect Maxi uh, definitely in this next Lakers game, maybe even on Saturday, but we'll have to see the extent of that. Yeah, and I, all, all that to say that I think that's why Willie Colley Stein got some extra run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that, but I, I could also see him getting a few minutes here and there moving forward. I think the biggest thing of you know of Rick saying, going back to your question, what do we take away from this could be fluid? I just think we have to take him for his word on the everything's on the table. Like we, what was set in stone before rotation wise and starting unit wise, I think they're approaching it saying, all right, now we just have to, we have to unpack the car and now we have to pack the car in and, you know, back in and say, all right, what, what fits now? But what are we also going to leave outside of the car? I saw that metaphor from a friend of mine named Scott. So (laughs) There's been uh, like the Mavericks had a ton of different lineups last season. I remember that they they started a bunch of different lineups. It seemed like it was fluid at times, and they never really settled. Uh, they settled at least a little bit in in the playoffs when they had you know Seth Curry starting and all that. But um, they tr- they tried a bunch of different lineups and changed stuff up a, bu- a bunch. Um, you know, Seth Curry would start some, you'd have Brunson would start a bunch. You'd have Tim Hardaway would start, and then he wouldn't, and then they would stick to something for a while. Dwight Powell would start, and then he wouldn't. Uh, so they tried a bunch of stuff last year, and this season it's been pretty consistent. And that starting lineup I thought has been pretty good, um, but it ne- it did need a little bit of a jolt. And Maxi, even before this injury, he did not look right. Like the, he his de- defense no, yeah. wasn't on the same level that it normally has been. Uh, and so I think that he needed he probably needs a, a break or needs a, a rest. He's probably dealing with some stuff. But since the Mavs need to win some games, they need him. He's so important for this Mavericks team, yeah. and. Um, so yeah, so he, he went out and with an actual injury now, like a, a real one that he's probably gonna be out with. Uh, and so Dwight coming in, you can get away with that against this, um, this Pistons team. But I mean, we'll talk about the Lakers in a little bit. They're going to have Anthony Davis back and it doesn't seem like that's going to be something you can, you can just throw Dwight Powell out there. And that's why I think he said it was fluid because they're going to try different stuff. Maxi might be out for a little bit, and so they'll throw some lineups in there. And uh, they did have Josh Richardson close the game too. I noticed, so yeah, that's something maybe that they're they're trying to do and trying to change. Uh, do we want to talk? Go ahead. I was going to say if you're a plus minus guy, uh, which Derek. apparently Derek Harper is not, does not know what it means. 
all the times Rick Carlisle has talked about plus minus, and I know Followell has talked about single game plus minus on the broadcast. <laughs> Derek Harper on the Mavs broadcast was like plus minus. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Maybe less. I love Harp just for those moments. Like every once in a while, you're like. How do you not know this? You're not older than Wilt Chamberlain. You know what I mean? Like every Harp, Harp openly questioning <laughs> Willie's decision to ask out of the game. He's <laughs> like, I would never, I would never do that. And uh, the the other thing from Derek Harper was uh, <laughs> he played with Kobe Bryant. Yeah, that's yeah, so I heard wild. That. Like that, I that blew my mind. I, I kind of like I knew that in the back of my head. But to go back and look at basketball reference and see a 37-year-old Derek Harper on the Lakers in his last season playing with a 20-year-old Kobe Bryant is like, what? Yeah. Like, that just blows your mind. Harper just think feels about. so <laughs> much long, longer, longer ago. Oh, um, what did you <laughs> say it again uh, for those in the back. So, But... <laughs> Yeah, Dwight, Dwight being in a lineup, that obviously changed a little bit in, in the beginning. But the zone thing, I'm so intrigued with the zone that was the zone like a gimmick type thing? Was it just a Detroit thing? Was this a desperation thing? Or is this a, hey, we're going to be Syracuse 2.0 in the NBA moving <laughs> forward because this is our last option? I have some I have some thoughts on that. We'll also talk about Sadiq Bay a little bit too because that was a big yeah. draft story and we saw him again in this game. So we'll talk about that. Get into that. Then in the third segment, talk about this Lakers game coming up tonight on Thursday. If you're listening, watching this, we'll uh, talk about that. But before we do, let's talk about Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body, whether it's an elite athlete or someone obviously like me who is not. I'm I'm offended the way that that Theragun wrote this ad. Uh, Just trying to make it through the day tension-free. Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's quiet as an electric toothbrush. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out an injury or the stress of an everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design make you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out, theragun.com. And the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid, athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and us. Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on right now. Get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on. Theragun.com slash locked on. Also, I'll tell you about the Locked On Ultimate Mock Draft. Just search Ultimate Mock Draft wherever you get your podcast. This is an absolutely incredible endeavor that Locked On has done. Uh, they're partnering with Odyssey. They're doing a mock draft the same way we do the NBA mock draft. Each each host picks for their team. They did trades. They did all kinds of stuff. And we're in day four, I think, now on Thursday, if you're listening to this. Ross Jackson did an incredible job. Michael Irvin is part of it. Jason Lockenfora is part of it. Um, some of the, you know, Brian, you know, Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson from from Lockdown Shows are a part of it. It's absolutely incredible. Follow and subscribe to the Ultimate Mock Draft wherever you get your pods. All right, Isaac Harris. So the starting lineup change we talked about, we got into it. Now this zone change. So the Mavericks were down by seven uh, with eight minutes and eight seconds left to go in the second quarter. And then they switched to this zone. And when when teams switch to a zone, to me it's like, what what do people always say about a zone? Uh, shooting can break a zone, right? And so they're kind of betting on these piston shooters to not be able to break it. I also kind of think... Yeah, and, De- and Dennis wasn't playing, so that's one thing that 
you know, point out that they didn't have him as a shooter out there. The zone is also something that makes me think, uh, if a team is not playing cohesively, then you can put a zone out there so everyone kind of knows where they're supposed to be, right? Because to be a switching team, you have to be such a really good communicating team. You have to know where yeah. somebody is. That's why you know the Warriors are able to do it because they were together for so long. The Nuggets just beat the Blazers, by the way. So I had this game pulled up. Now you just ruined it, Nick. You stand, spoiler alert s- person. Standings update. We'll talk. We'll talk about it. Uh, I'm not spoiling it for anyone listening, though. This is like hours after the fact. But you spoil TV shows on this pod all the time. <laughs> One time, and no one's ever talked about it since. No one's Shout even- out to that guy who blew up our DMs that time, <laughs> <laughs> like literally using some uh, not family friendly words at us because Nick really spoiled mad. the end Absol- of a TV show, a random TV show at that. Thirteen like, not reasons even- why season two, not even season <laughs> one, season two. I spoiled for oh, him, uh, and I just tried to warn him not to watch it. So he, I, I saved that guy. Um, but a team switches. I think a team goes to zone when everybody kind of knows how zone works, and you don't. You don't have to be that good of a communicating team to play a zone. You have to communicate in some senses, but not as much as you would if you're a switching team. So I think they switched to this. Uh, I don't know if they're going to keep doing it. I don't think you can do it against most teams in the NBA, but against this Pistons team, I think you can get away with it. Yeah, that, I think that's where I land. If they if they roll out zone against the Lakers like for from opening tip uh, tonight, then I'll be really intrigued. But I just yeah, that's my whole thing is I just wonder what it looks like moving forward if this is just something in their back pocket to pull out in random moments, but or if this is a they, they've done it throughout this season too. I mean, this is not yeah, the first ran- time they've done it. But it's it. more they've, random though. Right. They've done it they've done it randomly throughout. Like if they just need a different look on defense, if something's not working, all of a sudden they'll throw a zone out there. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And so this happened to be a time where it did work, and so they just kept doing it for almost the whole rest of the game. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Sadiq Bay because, mm. I mean, we're going to do a little bit of a victory lap here. On draft night, before draft night, all the pre-draft stuff we did, Sadiq Bay was our number one guy that we were like, let's get Sadiq Bay if they can find a way. And we didn't really even think that he was going to be available for the Mavericks, yeah. but we thought that that was the guy. And then Desmond Bain was our other guy that we were really high on, we really liked. And we said, if there's a way that they can come away with Sadiq Bay and Desmond Bain, that would have been an incredible draft, and they could have probably done that. They got the extra pick. They probably could have traded up one spot with Memphis to get you know to get Desmond Bain there at thirty, and they didn't do it. Uh, what did you think about Sadiq Bay in this game throughout the season? Maybe uh, is it something that you still re- regret or wish the Mavs had done differently? Well, of course, <laughs> yes. I, <laughs> I teed I, it up for you. I just put it up. <laughs> yes, and I just smacked the heck out of that ball because yes, I wanted. Uh, I wanted Sadiq Bay going into going Four. into this, and you know, and I, I want him now after the fact. It's uh, I wish, it's, and it's we're obviously saying this hindsight at the same time because we just don't see Josh Green play that much. And yeah. now, would Sadiq play? <laughs> Sadiq play Bay? Would Bay play? Yeah, would Bay play? Our Bay's uh, not play. <laughs> we missed just such a golden opportunity to have Bay and Bay, and that was. My only like that's another added thing to this. We could have had both of our rookies could have been Bay and Bay, uh, in addition to Ty Terry. But uh, it would have been the Hurricane Chris Mavs. I uh, I love Sadiq Bay. Eleven points on the season. He's shooting right at thirty eight percent on six threes a game from three, and 
yeah, the games that I have seen him play for Detroit, uh, he hit a three in the in the first quarter tonight, uh, and it was like kind of off the dribble too. It wasn't just a catch and shoot three. I'm like, oh, dang it, like I, but I, but I like him, and I, I like, uh, you know, I talked to an assistant coach for Villanova uh, that I'm friends with, and he was just hyping up Sadiq Bay, and I, we, he's a he has connections to Dallas and stuff too, and I was just, I just wanted Sadiq Bay on the Mavericks, and I'm bummed that he's not here, and. I think. Do I think Sadiq Bay is going to be next Kawhi Leonard? No, but I think he's going to be a very valuable player for good teams moving forward. And it's a bummer that he's not in Dallas. Yeah, absolutely, because he totally should have been. We, I think. Uh, you yeah. know, no offense to Josh Green, still hope, still have hopes for him to be a solid NBA player. But you can see the skills with Sadiq Bay where we just don't with Josh Green right now. It's going to take a little bit longer for Josh Green. You can see. Sadiq Bay can put it on the deck a little bit. You can see that he's got a little bit of you know playmaker in him that he can he can do. The you know the shooting is obviously way way more advanced than what Josh Green is doing right now. So that's the stuff where you're like, dang, you really think he could play for this Mavs team? But uh, again, the question is, would Rick Carlisle have played him? And so yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. I I like this. I like this Detroit team too. Uh, not really the the collection like together, but I like the ingredients separately. <laughs> Uh, I like Sadiq Bay. I like Isaiah Stewart. I How love did Isaiah Stewart only play 16 minutes. It felt like he was out there the whole game. Yes, <laughs> he, he found the crap out of Luca on that oop. But that can we talk about the lob? So Luca, Luca almost got a lob in in transition from Jalen Brunson, and they both commented after after the game on it. Uh, Jalen Brunson throws it up for for Luca, and the only person between Jalen Brunson and Luca and the, and not even the rim, like between Luca and Jalen, was. Isaiah Stewart, who is like a big man. He's, he's a center, but he is not seven feet, right? He is probably six, eight on a good day. He is like Jason Maxiel 2.0, Dewan Blair 2.0, whatever you want to call him. I love that guy. And so in midair, Jalen throws up the lob. And if you're any normal player, you just probably let it go, right? You just like step back. This is a, a lost cause. But Isaiah Stewart lays out like a defensive back, just lays out completely for this. Falls down, he laid out so, like, backwards. Yeah. He laid out so hard. Hits Luca in the air, and then Luca kind of falls over. We all collectively held our breath on it. Yeah, and, almost uh, didn't like him anymore, but. Yeah, almost. He was almost on the, the Patrick Beverly, you know, Russell Westbrook list for us. And uh, then he breaks up the, the, the lob. Luca could have finished it maybe if the pass is just a little bit different, but I think the impending collision with Isaiah Stewart really messed him up on this. So. Uh, yeah, that was just a wild play. But after the game, uh, Tim Cato asked, asked Jalen Brunson about it. And Brunson said, Lucas said he I should throw it higher. <laughs> that he should throw it higher on the transition. Lucas' I, comment was the, the best. <laughs> Lucas' comment after, I'll probably put it at the end of the podcast, was, uh, was I was feeling the bunnies tonight. Yeah, he should have yeah. thrown it higher. I was feeling the bunnies tonight. Luca was going to throw down an alley-oop. It would have been the funniest looking alley-oop. Not as funny as Dirk in the All-Star game, but still <laughs> still would have been a pretty funny alley-oop. Uh, but Isaiah Stewart messed it up, and he almost was on the uh, yes. You know, He was almost on the list. I just I just like some of the pieces. I like Killian Hayes, even though he didn't play tonight. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I like what? Jeremy Grant. I, like, I think Mason Plumlee's a serviceable role player. I think he's overpaid, but I just like a lot of their guys. And Saban Lee... Caught a body tonight. He, what he what is going on with Corey Joseph against the Mavs? Is he the DJ Augustine now? Like I Okay, think I'm not is. a huge fan of Corey Joseph, but but he always he, torches the Mavs. Yeah, yeah, he torched the Mavs. 
He would have been a nice buyout for somebody if he got one. Yeah, instead he gets traded, and uh, now he's with the Pistons. And I've, I've even seen Pistons fans upset about Corey Joseph and Frank Jackson because they're helping him win them games. <laughs> and I said during the game, I said, man, if the Mavs end up do lose, if they do lose this game, they'll upset both fan bases, which would have been pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right, coming up, let's talk a little bit about standings, then get into the Lakers game. Lots of stuff to talk about that. We'll get into it coming up. But before we do, betonline.ag is your one-stop shop to put down some money on some sports. If you need a little bit more to get in on the action, if you need just a little bit of uh, an incentive, I guess, then uh, put some money down on some basketball. You have all kinds of stuff with betonline.ag. Let's see. These are the games they have up for Tomorrow, they have the Pelicans versus the Magic. Pelicans, a seven and a half point favorite against the Magic. Uh uh-uh, uh, I wouldn't do that. Take the Magic. You, only, you have to cover seven and a half points. This Magic team tries hard. They play teams well. They get blown out mm. every once in a while, but I would go with the Magic on this one. Cause give me the Pelicans have, on that one. They only have to lose by seven, and they can still, you can still cover this. The other one is the Bulls versus the Hornets. Three point favorite. The Bulls are a three point favorite. I don't know about that one either. I'm questionable about that. The Bulls have not mm. played well at all since the All Star break. Those are my two that I, I think about. So, Bet Online, use the promo code LOCKDOWN, get a 50% welcome bonus to your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Also, want to tell you about rockauto.com. It is, we have so many one stop shops, but this is really the one stop shop for all kinds of uh, auto parts. You can go and you can get any part that you need right now. Go to rockauto.com and uh, put Lockdown in there. How did you hear about us, Box? You can see all the parts. Let's see. I'll pull the website up for everybody on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can, uh, let's see, if you have an Audi. I don't have one of those, but if you have a 2021, an A4, you can check out all kinds of stuff. Look at that. This is the way that it's laid out. Uh, If you have a Buick, boom. Buick, find the year. You can go all the way back to, holy cow, 1912. You can go all the way back to 1912. They have parts that are available for those kinds of cars. So check it out, rockauto.com. They have all the prices available for you. You can uh, <laughs> have prices are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Hart uh, drove a Buick back then when he watched Wilt. When he watched Wilt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right in the rock, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the standings a little bit. So the Blazers lose to the Nuggets. Thank you, Nikola Jokic, future MVP of this league. Um, Now the Mavericks are a half game back from the Blazers. Yay, let's talk standings again. You were the one bringing up standings last time, and I was the one that poo-pooed it. Uh, The Mavericks are now a game and a half above the, let's see, did the Clippers-Memphis game end? It did. It just ended. The Clippers beat the Memphis Grizzlies. And the Clippers played this lineup, Isaac. Uh, let me tell you about this lineup. Amir Coffee, and it gets worse. <laughs> Whoa. Ter- Terrence Mann, Marcus Morris. doesn't. Terrence Mann, Marcus Morris, Zubach, and uh, Luke Kennard. That was their starting lineup against this Memphis team. That's wow. got to be Mavs-related in some way, right? They did don't want to play though? the Mavs. They end- the Clippers ended up winning that game. <laughs> Yeah. So they went I don't out think it's sh- Mavs related. I don't think the Clippers are scared. You don't think scared. so? No, 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 no. That they would rather have Memphis get to the get to the Mavs spot and play Memphis instead? Oh, okay. That You know uh, what I mean? 
I thought you meant they were trying to like dodge Dallas by like trying to lose in the to move down in the state. They're but by helping Memphis win. Yeah, yeah helping Memphis. That's I the mean, reason. Yeah, they did. I mean, they beat them. So I don't. This is the the D- Batum came off the bench. Patrick Patterson played 13 minutes. Demarcus Cousins played 14 minutes for them. And our boy Yogi Yogi played 20 minutes for him off the bench. Yogi. Uh, but yeah, so then. Memphis loses, and uh, so the Mavericks are now, there should be two and a half games ahead of them now, or two games ahead of them, but um, what would you rather do? This is the would you rather question. Would you rather be in sixth and not have to play in the play-in and play the Clippers, or stay in seventh, have to play the play-in, and play either the Suns or the Jazz? Which would you rather do? Option A. Yeah, I'd rather just put me in the playoffs, and I'll, I'll take on the Clippers. You'd rather play the Clippers than in the end game than the Suns or Jazz because it seems like most fans. We did the thing yesterday where we said who would you rather play? Rank the the opponents and the Suns and Jazz. But after the Nuggets were like the next two options. Nobody wanted to play the Clippers or the Lakers. Some people were like, "Bring on the Clippers! We'll beat them this year." But the Jazz and the Suns were the top two after the Nuggets, obviously. Yeah, I mean, in a perfect world, in a non-playing tournament world, then yeah, I would say let's finish seventh or eighth and play our odds with Utah or Phoenix. But I just don't like playing the odds in a, in a dumb, dumb, dumb playing tournament. I don't want to say. I can't and, believe you hate this so much. It's gonna it, be so I, fun. I, it's no, I, I'm never, I'm never doubted the fun. It's going to be fun. I just think it's super dumb, and I don't like it for the league. But hey, I don't. You know what? The league is an entertainment. Right, like it's not to help these teams win games. It's yeah, to and make you know what would be gr- really entertaining? Just putting all the teams in there, and just no, it would one, not. B- one big one no, big tournament. It, your slippery slope argument does not work with this. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, two thirds of the league in a postseason format. It's Those, not. It's not. A, they're playing a play in to get into the postseason. I, I wonder That's how much whole- it costs to print off participation ribbons. I can't believe you think that. <laughs> um, but no, I, I would rather just be in the top six to where I actually make the playoffs. I'm guaranteed a playoff series. Let's just do this thing. Let's play the Clippers again. Hopefully, <laughs> we're the, fully healthy. By the way, the, the, the participation trophy is the uh, revenue share that comes to those teams that suck and don't pull in a lot of money after the season. That's the They get that check. That's their participation trophy. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but I've just, I mean, I don't, I don't want any part of Steph Curry in a playing game. I, I don't. And no, if I would rather much rather have an actual playoff series. So then of- they can get to six and they can do it like coming up, right? Like they can get to that. They can get to that, that spot pretty easily. Now they're half game back from the Blazers. And if they can hold, if they can get that spot and hold it, the Blazers haven't played that well. Mike Richmond locked on Blazers host just keeps saying like people keep talking about the Blazers and he's like, this team isn't good. Like everyone keeps wanting to talk to me about the Blazers, but we, I think the Mavs and the Blazers kind of feel the same way. Like everyone's talk, everyone talks about our team as, oh, they're the sneaky team. You don't want to play Luca. I don't want to play Dame in a playoff series. But these teams aren't good, and I think the Mavs and the Blazers are kind of on the same page with that. Now I'm saying what I would prefer. I don't know what Dallas and Portland would prefer. Could we? I was joking with you earlier. I'm like, could we see like a tank off between Dallas and Portland at the end of the year? For, <laughs> like, hey, let's get the seven. Because reminder. You the seventh plays the eighth, and if Min- if Memphis finishes as the eighth seed, then which you, they just you, got Jaron Jackson Jr. back by the way, so they'll probably yeah, true. Better. But it's like if you if you feel more confident playing Memphis 
than you would playing like Golden State in a playing tournament. If you feel pretty confident in that, you're playing with fire. But if you're like, hey, we're fine at seven, let, let me just take my chance. I think we can beat Memphis in one game. Then you're locked into seven, and then you're locked into Phoenix or Utah. So if that's the route they want to go, I don't know. But I think it'll be telling, you know, if it's at the end of the season and they're like one loss away, and then, you know, one or two of those guys sit. But that Thunder it, game, though. Oh, here we go. <laughs> but no, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. And everything starts with this, you know, these two games against the Lakers. As the injury report going into that game, we have Marc Gasol is questionable. Anthony Davis is officially this is questionable, but everything He's points to play. him playing in that game. He's probably going to play 15 minutes. Good. Hopefully it's less. Marquise Morris, yeah. Schroeder, uh, Andre Drummond. That should be a fun night on NBA t- on Mavs Twitter. La- Lakers fans have fully turned on Dr- Drummond already. How many games has it been with Andre Drummond? Look Guys, honestly, you need to look up some Lakers bloggers, media people talk about Andre Drummond. It's make sure they're real though. Check their photos. Make sure they're not photoshopped. Uh, listen I to have, their voice. I've on seen podcast. Nick. I've seen Nick in person. So. Nick yeah. was at my well, house. I'm on video I, now. That's the other thing is that that Lakers uh, podcaster didn't do video. As far as who's, who is <laughs> still. Drummond has played seven games for the Lakers. Lakers fans have fully turned on him already. Oh, they're so out on him. Uh, <laughs> and, but then also it's, it's about who's not playing for the Lakers too. And they have a vet 10 plus years in the league. Huge, huge difference for their team that's going to be out. Jared Dudley still out. I love Jared Dudley. You know this about me. Jared Dudley, I'll host your podcast. Locked uh, on. Let us know. Also, LeBron's still out too. And that's big. So uh, It's a big. And it, we speculated. I mean, when he first went out, it was three to four weeks. And four weeks would have taken him right to this date. We were thinking that LeBron was going to be the one just coming back instead of Anthony Davis. And so this is good news for the Mavs. I know I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying, oh, it's just the Mavs luck that Anthony Davis comes back for this game. But at least LeBron's not. This Lakers team, since LeBron has gone out, and Anthony Davis has been out this whole time too, they're seven and nine, and they have the uh, they have a minus one net rating. They're like just a five hundred team without him. They have Schroeder still. They have Montrezl Harrell. They're gonna have. They Anthony play great Davis defense. Now. They play pretty. They play really good defense still. What's their defense since then? They've had the fourth best defense since LeBron has been out. You know, among all the teams. They have had not the best offense. They have had the 28th offense, according to offensive rating, uh, points scored per 100 possessions. So their offense is worse than the Cavs, uh, the Pistons. It's worse than the Hornets, the Bulls. Uh, Wizards, by the way, have had a really bad offense recently, which is kind of interesting. But, uh, yeah, so this this Lakers team does not score that much. So the Mavericks defense is going to be okay. All you have to do is outscore them. Uh, which is how you win basketball games. But all you have to do is basically, uh, you know, if the Mavericks can put together a couple of, they can put together a couple of 35 point quarters or 30 point quarters. I think they'll be okay. Do they start AD with Drummond? Man, that's the question. I think so. I think that they promised Drummond some stuff. Yeah. To get so him. Then, so then it's Dwight and KP. Yeah. What, what do the, what do the Mavs do? I mean, do they start Boban? That'd be kind of a disaster, but <laughs> Maxie's not going to play. We've seen Maxie on AD before. They can't start Will- Willie's just Willie did not play well in this Pistons game, guys. I am I am fully <laughs> I'm fully out on Willie Collie Stein. I saw a couple of people tweet. It's still good to have Willie Collie Stein back. Is it is it that good? 
That's my question. But what do they do? Energy. I mean, do they start to do they start Dwight again against Andre Drummond? Yeah, I think they do. They're I gonna think get it's... destroyed on the boards. <clears throat> yeah, but I, I think that's just the route that I mean, I don't know what other route you're gonna take. So Yeah, I what are your that's... options? Your options are KP, Dwight, Bobon, Willie, right? Those are your four. Yeah. Or or Dorian if you want to play a four out there. But you have to do some combination of those. Can you do the KP Bobon? Can you get away with that? Um <clears throat> is KP gonna know. guard Anthony Davis? He might have to. He's I mean that... probably gonna foul out in the in the fifteen minutes. <laughs> Can A D guard KP though? Yes. <laughs> well, Dang Dang <laughs> he can, I mean, he can, right? That's that's what makes yeah. AD so he's such a unique player. But I think we'll see AD try to throw up a bunch of shots too. They're going to feed him a lot. They're going to be really happy to have him back. And so if he's cold, I mean, this could be a really good time for the. Yeah. This could be a really good, you know, break for the Mavs. I think. Yeah, but what about the rhythm of those like rotations that he plays when he's coming back from injury? See, I don't. I don't think he cares about that. <laughs> I think he just goes in. But no, uh, I mean, I know we've been hyping up these Lakers games, but they're huge for the standings. If they could go in, at least win one. But if they could walk out of these you know, two games and win both of those games, it would be huge for not just the standings, but just a, a confidence thing too. And then you have a little win streak, win streak growing. Now go the opposite direction. What if they lose both of these games to the Lakers with AD playing 15 minutes a game and it's Schroeder and Harold and these guys torching them – at, even worse, Andre Drummond is torching them, and yeah, they lose. Right. Now we're we're really raging at that point. The Mavs are three and a half games back from the Lakers, so if they win both these games, right, they'll be game and a half back from the Lakers. That's all right. There's still a chance for Dallas to reach fifth. There is. It's still I, there if they win these. If they win these two games. Now the Lakers. I'm only saying at the 34 minute mark. So a lot of you probably <laughs> tuned out by now, but. <laughs> statistically about 40% of you. <laughs> uh, if, if the Lakers, the, the Lakers didn't fall as far as we thought they would, right? Like we thought yeah. when AD and, and LeBron went out, they would fall a little bit farther. They've stayed about 500. They're two games under 500 since LeBron's been out, but Vogel's a good coach. They've said Vogel's a good coach. Their defense has been solid, even playing, you know, Montres Harrell and Schroeder and, you know, and Kuzma and like all those guys and KCP, which those, those last three guys are actually solid on defense, but um, so th- yeah, so these games don't mean as much for like tiebreaker scenarios, but it's still in the, it's still a possibility for the Mavs. Yeah. Well, if they win both of them, they have, they have the, they tie win the tie, right? they win the tiebreaker, but I'm just saying if this Lakers team was below the Mavericks in the standings, then I think it would matter a lot to the Mavericks because they're going to get LeBron and AD back at some point. And they're probably going to go on a little run at the end of the season and they might overpass them, like pass up the Mavs, but. Um, yeah, it depends. Oh, well, you're acting like they're a good team or something. <sighs> they are. They're they a good did team. win the title. Do I have my, <laughs> uh, a lot of people ask me this question, so I'll just get it. I'll just tell it on the podcast. Uh, I grew up a Lakers fan. People always ask me, <laughs> well, who do you want to, who do you want to see win the Mavs now or the Lakers? And this time totally Mavs. I don't care. Lakers already won the title. Mavs hundred percent. If the Lakers lose, I don't care. Do you want money or do you want fandom? Are you happy because you win or do you win because? Ah. <laughs> and with that, we'll break it down. Uh, we'll be on Locker Room today. We'll do a breakdown of this game. Guys, subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're not. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. How often the rest of the season going forwards do you expect to be throwing alley-oop passes to Luca? I'll have to do it every game. 
got it, got it out the way. <laughs> you told me to throw it higher, so. Yeah, if he throws it higher, I'm dunking that. I was feeling bunnies today. Uh, now, if he throws higher, you know, he don't touch the ball, and I'm dunking that. Easy. <laughs>